Hi guys, welcome back to slightly spiritual and happy almost Thanksgiving. We're almost I can't believe it's next week. I can't either. I really like it's funny because it feels like it, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I haven't fully processed it yet because like the fall just went by so quickly. Yeah. I didn't even get any of my fall decor out. It. I'm just going <laughs> straight to the holidays. I like put some Halloween stuff out. Um, and then I literally took it down and I put Christmas up. I'm like not one of those people that like does fall like Thanksgiving, like transitional decor. I'm like, I don't know who I'm sure somebody has really has their life together. That's listening to this and does do that. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know who has time for that. I don't know either. And I did not do that either. I didn't even get the fall up to transition. I'm just going straight to Christmas. Hey, I like it. Two best holidays, Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Um, so last night I was, of course, watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City in bed. And um, I am sitting there and I like paused it to like do something and like look at something or read about something or I don't know what it was, but you know, when you feel like you're like, oh my God, like, what did I just spend an hour doing? Like, yeah. what did I just waste my time doing for like an hour? And then I looked at my clock and it literally had only been like 10 minutes. Like it was like literally the most bizarre thing. And I was so, I like already was getting ready to be so annoyed with myself. Um, cause I was like, I wasted all this time. Like I need to go to sleep early. Like I haven't been feeling great lately. And then it had only been 10 minutes. And I was like, that is literally not possible. I was like, not possible. Apparently it is. Cause that's what the clock said. So I texted Cindy last night at 9 58 PM. And I'm like, do you ever think that you just like accidentally slow down time? I was like, this is my existential like thought of the night is like, do you, and and I feel like this isn't the first time it's happened. It's just like the first time that I was like, I don't think I, just to be clear, I don't think I actually slowed down time last night. I think I just got like super involved in like whatever I was doing and like just assumed like so much time had passed. But like, I was like, I wonder if we can slow down time. And then I was like, I feel like if anybody can slow down time, it would be like Cindy. (laughs) I think everyone can do it. Like, it's like, I always say like that saying of like time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. That's a saying because you actually can speed up time. Like, that's why I tell people like the being in the vibration of joy is like, well, it's multifaceted for how it can help you. But one of the ways is that it can help speed up time. So like the higher vibrations of joy, the higher, sorry, the higher vibrational emotions, such as joy, happiness. Um, I don't know, whatever, like excitement, right? Like things like that, even nervous, even like a nervous, excited, right? Those things can all kind of, they're a higher vibration and therefore can speed up the like time around you type of thing. And then of course the lower energy emotions like sadness, um, maybe guilt, anxiety, fear, anger, those tend to, because they're lower vibration tend to slow down time, which is why it can feel like, um, like it takes forever to feel better after a breakup or whatever, you know what I mean? And it feels like really fun when you're falling in love. It's because literally you are impacting time. Like time is not, it's not linear. It's not fixed. It's, uh, 
well, it doesn't actually exist technically, but it is for our reality, I guess it exists. So it's, you know, it's something that you can play with and manipulate. Yes. I also, it's called Einstein time. Like, I think this is in the book. Um, oh shoot. The big leap, I think is what it's called. They talk about this is you can, it's called Einstein timer. That's what they coined it as, is you can expand or speed up time intentionally. Like sometimes when I'm like running late for an appointment, which is, I mean, let's be honest, I'm always running late for appointments. Um, but sometimes when I'm running late for appointments and I really don't want to be late, I'll be like, okay, I intend to arrive on time. I intend to be there and not be flustered and get there safely. And then I picture like all green lights, like going to where I'm going or, um, less traffic that day on the road or a parking spot right out front. So I don't have to park a mile away and walk in, you know, whatever it is all the things that can help me to get there on time. And the funny thing is I not only usually arrive on time, but then I get there before the other person. Cause for whatever reason, that person's running 10 minutes late. Oh, and funny. so it's like, you can manipulate time because it, again, it's not a, it's not linear. It's not fixed. You can manipulate it based on thoughts and also emotions, like getting excited about something can help speed up time. It's also a proven thing that like, this is proven by science. Again, my, I'm not going to use all the right terms, but <laughs> clocks that are like higher up like in altitude, like, I don't know, on like a higher above sea level, move at a different rate and pace than ones closer to the earth. Interesting. Because of the distance from gravity and how much gravity is impacting it. And I think gravity is denser, obviously gravity is denser closer to the earth than it is farther away. And so it impacts the way the clocks tell time because of where it's located. This is also a huge thing in anyone, if anyone's listening who watched Interstellar, which is like by far one of my favorite movies that talks about all this stuff. It was with Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Ooh, no, that is name. The guy from like how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, Anne Hathaway was in it. Those are the two main stars and Jessica Chastain. Chastain. Okay. Get red hair. Yeah. It's called Interstellar. It's one of my favorite movies about all this stuff. And basically, another thing that happens is they go off in space to go find another Earth or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And different planets have different gravity where they thought they were on the planet for 45 minutes when really three decades had passed on the spaceship. And that's because that's how dense the time was, is that it was moving that slowly, but they thought it was going quickly. So it, that's just, it's just wild, but it is a known thing in science. So like gravity. And again, you, you yeah. as being a gravitational force, like each of us having our own gravitational pull, that's how you can impact time, right? You can influence it to speed up or slow down based on how you're vibrating because you yourself, are like your own little planet technically. So it's very, it gets very complicated and I'm not using all the scientific terms, but that's the gist of it that I understand it. So this isn't a science. It's, We're good. That's fascinating though. Yeah. Huh. It's so, it's cool. So, and that's why like people will be like, I feel like we've been hanging out for like five minutes and it's been like, you know, again, like four hours or whatever, vice yeah. versa, like time flies. You're like, Oh my God, I feel like I've been here for like 30 minutes, but it's been like the, the wedding's over, the parting's over. It's because you were having so much fun. Like time flies. It literally goes so quickly. So interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just started thinking about it last night and I was like, huh, I wonder, but I guess that confirms it. Yeah. I've seen yeah, two- I mean, you can also do it subconsciously. Like you were probably subconsciously, like, I don't know, in a little time warp or doing something, you know? Yeah. Um, whoops. 
Um, I keep seeing two across TikTok. There's something with like, and I'll have to go back and look at it and we'll have to talk about it on the next episode, but people are like freaking out. Cause I guess somebody that won a Nobel prize this year proved like something basically that like we've been saying about ourselves and the universe and like the universe experiencing itself and like all this stuff and people are like freaking out about it, but I haven't had a chance oh. to like dive in and read about it yet, but I feel like there's all of these kind of like, they're not calling them spiritual things. Like they're calling them, like you're talking about this in like a scientific lens, right? Like they're calling it like a scientific lens, but I feel like it's all these things that people that are like adjacent to spirituality have been saying for like a really long time. So I just think it's interesting. Yeah. I would say physics and metaphysics is finally catching up to what the spiritual like world has known for a long time. I actually just had this conversation. If something you bring us up yesterday with a client, it was a gift session. Um, but he's, a, it was a physics professor at a college for like ever and was in, I don't know, whatever. My point is we were talking about this cause he was like, I don't really understand. I'm like, well, I'm like, do you understand physics? How there's different planes and dimensions and how metaphysics is starting to show that you can be in two places at once or influence things across time and space instantaneously. He's like, Oh yeah. He's like, I know all that. I'm like, that's what I do that, that I'm tapping into things. So it was just really cool that like he, that made him kind of be like, Oh, okay. Like he understood the science of it of how the work that I do, how it works. And that kind of made him open up a little bit more to it. But yeah, the science and metaphysics are fine. And physics are finally catching up to prove the things that we've known and talked about for, you know, a long time. So. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Wait, I want to hear about, so you posted on Instagram within like the last, I want to say handful of days, the last week, Yeah, really beautiful aura photo. What was that? It was probably my most favorite aura photo I've ever taken to date. So I sit down and this woman walks in. She's real pretty, whatever. Sits down, take her photo. We're chatting. She doesn't tell me anything. Like, I don't, you know, I've never met her before. And um, I was looking at a picture and as it's developing, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, this thing is reading pregnant. And by the way, this woman could be like a supermodel in front of me. She's like super, like not super skinny, but like look very nice. Like was not pregnant. And like the pregnancy in the photo is reading like six months pregnant. This woman was not six months pregnant. And I was like, there's, and then in my head, I'm like, okay, something's very off here because this photo is saying she's six months pregnant and that she is not, she's just not like, she's physically not, okay. she's not pregnant. She's not pregnant. Not even like a little bit pregnant, like not pregnant. So I sat down of course I'm like, well, I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, this like halo is like an arch, like a, I don't know, like a crown above her head. I was like, this means baby and pregnancy. And I was like, and clearly you're not. And I was about to say pregnant. And she started crying. She goes, I'm pregnant via surrogate. And I'm like six months. And she's like, we're pretty far along. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like, okay. And then I was like, all right, I could do this reading. Cause I was like, I don't know what to talk about. Cause this thing's all about baby. And she was like, not pregnant. So I'm like, well, yeah. I don't, you know, but it was so funny that I tried, I, this is where I have to also like trust myself. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to tell her this is what it means. And she'll figure it out later. But it turns yeah. out she, and she, um, you know, she had had trouble getting pregnant, blah, 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 whatever. They were doing a surrogate and, um, this one was doing great. And I was like, yeah. So we ta- spent the whole reading talking about how these spirit babies, the ones coming in, do not care how they come to you, mm. whether it's adoption, don't egg donor, sperm donor, surrogate, what, I don't know, what else, IVF, whatever the things are. I don't know what else there is. There's a lot of things, right? They don't care. 
they don't care. All that they care about is that they have chosen you as like their parent. And it was such a cool reading for me because I've been saying this, like I've been saying this in readings when I work with people who are trying to get pregnant and they're thinking about doing surrogate or adoption instead. And they just can't, I'm like, the babies don't care. They literally don't care. Just make a decision and they're going to find their way to you. Like, don't worry about it. And so this aura, like basically proved that, like, I was like, they don't care. I don't care that you're not physically carrying it. Or if you had a donor or whatever, I never really got to the bottom of her story because we were, you know, going quickly, but regardless, they don't care. The baby was showing that she was pregnant. Six, like that baby is attached to her. Yeah. The end. No ifs and buts about it. Yeah. So crazy. Um, so it was like, I don't know, it was just one of the coolest things I've seen because it just validated so much that I've channeled and set in around spirit babies. And also just the fact that these children coming in, these spirit babies coming in, I feel like are really helping us to redefine what family is or how we define family. And case in point, you know, having a baby via surrogate or having blended families or adopting kids or donor or whatever, they don't, you know, they, they are choosing you and have soul contracts with you. The DNA, I guess Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that comes forward in the um, traditional process of having a baby. They don't really care about, they just, they don't care. They don't, that, that is not important to them. That what's more important is the energetics and soul contracts and lessons they're going to learn from you, not the fact that they are actually DNA of you. They don't care. They don't, they just don't care. It doesn't matter. It's funny to think about it too, because it's like, I don't know, just seeing out of my own head, I'm like, that's how it should be from the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, that's how it should be. Like, who decided that, like, a nor- what a quote unquote, like, normal family was or like, yeah normal children are or like it like in reality we we define that for ourselves like no one else should be defining that for us and I feel like I know we've talked about this before in relation to like other kind of big ticket like life items you know on here and kind of redefining the norms um and like who set that as the norm anyway like it's just a societal construct so oh totally I mean I think it goes way back to like you think about like the a paid or not sorry the um monarchies in Europe and kings and it's like the blood and it has to be the son and they have to have a boy you know it just think uh, somewhere along the line that was what was decided that that had to be and I just don't think we've ever really stopped to be like wait is this working anymore like do we care if they're blood related like actual DNA or just uh yeah. you know our child like it doesn't matter so yeah yeah. I mean, you love them the same, you know, like, totally. you know, I think I've talked about it before. Like I have never wanted to have my own kids. I've always said, I will either adopt or have a surrogate and like, yeah, this is what feels right. You know, and there's nothing wrong totally. with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So, and there's also nothing wrong with wanting it the, the, the traditional way too. Like, I'm not trying to bash that, but I am, I just see so many clients that, and I know it's a thing, like so many people struggle with fertility and spend years and years and years of stress and anxiety trying to like figure it out. And it's like, maybe there's just another way. And it's just as beautiful and just as great. And you don't need to stress about it. Yeah. It's whatever, you know, I'm just giving people an alternative. I'm not saying you can't go that route or that you shouldn't go the original route. I'm just saying like, if for some reason that doesn't work out or you can't do it, or just you're frustrated with it, these babies don't give an F. (laughs) (laughs) They don't care. 
they just that this baby these was like sound this sassy AF and they I are these are these these new babies coming in like they're like this is my mom's yeah yeah they're like this is my mom this is who I'm gonna be with like and she was now not carrying that baby yeah I love it I love yeah. it yeah um, that's pretty cool joking with my sister-in-law who is pregnant she's due on um one dash eleven and oh my god that's so beautiful Capricorn baby and I um she's we're like, the best yeah I know I know I've told her that I'm like Capricorns are great um but yeah I'm like I can only imagine what, if that baby actually comes on 111 I have a gut feeling anyway this is gonna be a kid with like a big personality but I'm like I just cannot wait to see what that kid is like yeah so that's pretty cool Anyway, um, well, talking about families, so Cindy and I were chatting a little bit before about the holidays coming up and all of the things and how as an amazing of a time as it is, it also can be very stressful dealing with families, family systems, um, all the things that come along with that. So we wanted today to talk a little bit about like boundary setting and protecting your own energy and all of the things that are kind of grouped into that very vast category. Cause next week it's basically one week to Thanksgiving. So yeah. Family craziness starts. Yeah. I mean, uh, boundaries one-on-one is like before you even enter into the situation, before you even like show up, I would even argue before you even like have any conversations about the holidays, but we're probably a little past that since the holidays are next week. But before you do any of it is like surrounding yourself in a white light or just setting an intention that uh, the conversations, I don't know, are like in the highest and best good or that you can, my favorite intention is like, find the patience and the words to communicate effectively without getting, you know, upset or triggered. We just, you can't even say like finding the right words to communicate effectively what you're trying to say. Cause I do feel like that's a lot of the stuff with like my own friends and family or people that I talk to. It's like the communication piece is rough. It, it can be just, it can be tough. So little intentions like that, even before you start having conversations or before you walk into the situation, just setting that intention can be very helpful. And then the boundaries of just like, I think things are shifting where in the past, I feel like the boomer generation and maybe even before that, we're just like, you can treat family however you want and they'll always come back again. They'll always be there. They'll always. And I think our generation is like, uh, no, like we're not having that anymore. We're not putting up with that anymore. Like we're healing this trauma, healing these stories. And so I would also just say, you know, you can empower yourself to say no, like it's okay. Mm -hmm. And to just set boundaries with maybe you have a buffer in the room. I think we talked about this probably last year. So having a buffer in the room, if there's someone who's like really frustrating with you, then like, don't be alone with that person or don't go to dinner just with that person. Invite some other people to help be a buffer, especially if they're kind of like an energy vampire. Although I hate that word, but just like an energy drain and uh, you're always exhausted around them. Sometimes having a buffer can help where they're not just draining off of your energy. It ends up being multiple people. So then no one's really truly depleted. It's just, everyone's kind of a little annoyed or a little frustrated, but you're not the only one being dead tired afterward. 
Um, that's a sign if you've been around someone who is draining your energy, if you are like feel hung over the next day or feel super, super exhausted, even though you weren't drinking or you weren't up that late or, you know, you slept pretty good and then you're exhausted or hung over, feeling hung over the next day. You were probably, it's not, it's not that you were drinking. It's not what you ate. It's probably you're around someone that drains your energy that severely. So interesting. Um, I would say it's not about how you feel when you're with someone that can tell you whether they're like a good vibration for you or not. It's how you feel afterward. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, to go back a step for people that maybe either haven't done this or don't know exactly, like exactly how to do it. Like when you talk about surrounding yourself in a white light, when you do that, like for yourself, when you're going, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, if you're doing like a group channeling or like an aura photo pop-up, whatever it is, like, I guess, what does that process look like for you? If somebody kind of wants to, if somebody wants to figure out how to do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So it could be as simple as, and I can walk people through it literally right now. It's like mm-hmm. closing your eyes. Oh, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're, it's just literally closing your eyes and just taking a breath in and imagining a white light. Sometimes I imagine it as a golden white light or a sparkly white light, just coming in and literally like as you're breathing it in, imagining it starting from your crown and the top of head and just like enveloping you almost like you're in an egg shape form and just enveloping you in this white sparkly light. And you can breathe that in or have that intention for like two seconds, just inhaling white sparkling golden light, and then just exhaling any fears or reservations you have about, you know, the situation or the person you're walking into or the reason why you're surrounding yourself in a white light. Right. And you could do that just like two or three times and then open your eyes and move on with your day. It can be that simple. If I'm really wanting to like protect myself, I not only do that, but then I tend to also put a layer of like, I pretend like I'm Harry Potter and his invisibility cloak. And I imagine then taking my whole aura and energy that's also protected in this white light and putting the big invisibility cloak of Harry, like Harry Potter. And just imagine it energetically, like going over where I can see out, but people can't see in just like as Harry Potter. And I also set the intention of only um, energies and entities and people, souls, whatever word you want to use that have my vibration or higher, be able to see past this cloak to see me or converse or have conversations with me. I love that. Mm -hmm. And it can, that's it. You could say it one time in your head. You can say it out loud, but I usually just do it in my, in my head and that's it. You could just literally set that intention and then walk out your door. And it's the more you, the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. The more you do it, the more evidence you'll see that it's working. I've done it so much that I've lived. This happened in Nashville. The one time when I went to visit like a year ago, I did it. I do it a lot. And I was just having a rough, I don't know, moment. And I was like, I just like, can't be around people that are draining. So I literally set an intention before we went out to a bar that I know one of any vibration. that's not our vibration or higher, or my vibration or higher come up or show up or be there. The bar was dead empty. Like yeah. there was, and I remember Allie, you were like, well, there's normally lots of people here. Like at this time, like I don't understand in my head. I was like, Ooh, I think I did this on accident because <laughs> I was very intentional about like, I just didn't want to deal with anyone that was not. And, and I'm not saying any, there's not people like that, but they just weren't in that area as I, anyways, it was so funny. I do it all the time. I do it a lot. Do uh, it a lot. 
Yeah. I feel like when I first started doing it, it was like a little pitter of like white light that I'd see when I close my eyes. And it's funny because now that I've been doing it for like a while, it's almost like a, you know, like in like sci-fi shows or like on TV or whatever, how you'll see like a dome, like a dome protecting a community or like in Harry Potter, yes. how they put that veil over Hogwarts or like yeah. almost like what it looks like now is like a dome of like electricity. Yeah. For some reason how it shows up in my brain. Um, yeah. And it makes me feel like I always do it when I fly. Um, yes. I, like it's great time to do it. I always do it when I fly, like in certain situations. Um, and it just makes me feel safer. It makes me more at ease too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I like that. I'm also curious around this time last year, we did the episode and I'll link to it in the show notes, crystal 101. And I know we talked about this Mm. a little bit in the crystals 101 podcast episode, but are there any like pocket crystals people can take with them? Like I always like to carry like smoky quartz or obsidian. And I like, then of course, like days later, find them in my pockets or my purse or like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever I used last. Um, is there anything like that people can take and adopt in kind of a easy fashion? Yeah. I mean, crystals help the rate. The reason why crystals work quote unquote is because it, helps you to vibrate with the same frequency as that they carry and they carry different frequencies that do different things. Right. So anything with black, like black obsidian, black tourmaline, um, smoky quartz, which is a darker color are going to be protective, right? It's like a veil. It's like hiding you. It's like protection. It's um, removing dark energies, protecting you from dark energies, all those types of things. So those are great ones. I also love like Sometimes I carry like a rose quartz with me, which helps to protect my heart. It's a heart chakra one, or um, just even a clear quartz, if that's all you have. Really anything that citrine can be protective, like anything that you have that um, that you feel that's special. But I would kind of lean towards the darker color just because they're more protective in nature, typically. Um, I would not do like, an amethyst or something that's going to open up your third eye or open up your crown. Um, I mean, you can, but I just, because you want to kind of protect yourself, you might not want to be like wide open to, if you're especially if you're an empath to being drained by someone or being, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, just being too open. So no, that makes sense. And I didn't, I wouldn't have put that together about amethyst. So yeah. Or any of the one I have one on my desk. That's why I thought of amethyst of like, Oh yeah, this one I use for channeling and opening me up. Yeah. Same with like, um, celestite, I think is this light blue crystal that I'm holding that's on, which you guys can't see, but any, you know, those are all like opening up the third eye, opening up the crown, opening up your intuition. You might not want to carry those. If you're going into a situation where you're trying to protect, like not close yeah. off, but just be protected. Right. So just yeah. kind of logical process of elimination. Um, yeah, I want to mention too, cause this is something I'm really guilty of with like my pocket crystals is make sure you clear them, like use pale or sand or put them in the sunlight yeah. water, um, mm-hmm. if they're non-porous crystals and make sure that you like clear them between activities. Um, and same thing with your own space. Like if you're hosting people, I know a lot of people that are hosting either like their first Thanksgiving this year, or their first Christmas in their new home or whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. And 
I mean, you can use all of these things for yourself in your own space, but also like clear that space after. And I can't remember what episode it was that we talked about, you know, taking pillow Santo and starting from like the very back point of your house and like yeah. work towards your front door. And like one of my favorite things I've learned from Cindy is when you clear space, just asking that, um, you know, any energy that's not in the interest of your highest and best self or that's not your own, like, please leave. And I always feel like quite literally just like a breath of fresh air after. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And washing your hands. I know it sounds silly, like obviously for also like, you know, health purposes, but energetically too, just washing your hands after you've been around someone or been around people can help to clear. Like I wash my hands in between every single client session because it's how I process energy, but I also do it when I'm around people. And again, it's not, I mean, obviously it's, we all know washing your hands helps keep you healthier, but it's also an energetic thing. Like we carry a lot of energy through our hands and it can help to cleanse your whole body and your whole energy or auric field just by washing your hands. So something else too, that I like to, that's something else I do, or if I'm really needing it, like a shower or I imagine like an imaginary shower on the top of my head, like just sort of like, uh, releasing everything that's may have gotten stuck in my energy field or, you know, anything like that. All of those like visualizations can help imagination and visualization is very powerful stuff when you have an intention behind it. So it, I think people think it needs to be like some big dramatic yeah. uh, situation or thing. It doesn't need to be big and dramatic. It can just be closing your eyes and setting an intention and visualizing it for a couple seconds and then moving on with your day. I'm all about like letting things be quick and easy and simple. So um, the other thing I would, I would like to add two quick things on this topic. One be careful or not really be careful, but well, be careful. Don't try and protect other people. So you might be inclined to be like, oh, this person's draining me. I'm going to surround them in a bubble. Don't do that. It, it's like, it's not, you know, it's, it may be unwanted. That's even going to drain you even more if that person doesn't want it. It's, it's your energy and resources. Like, don't be like, putting it around. You could expand your own bubble to be bigger, right? Like I've done that where I've been in like, healing sessions in large groups and people have been like, I couldn't find you or I couldn't see you. And I was like, Oh, I had a bubble. I, I didn't tell them that, but I was like, I was in my little bubble. I didn't need anybody. I didn't want to be seen. And like, they literally like, I was looking for you and I couldn't find you. I'm like, Oh, we're, we're just, I'm just in my bubble. Um, no offense to anyone. I just needed some alone time. So it can be really powerful, but I'm not, but I never try and like surround someone else in a bubble. Do you know what I mean? Or like try and like take my energy to cover or yeah. Yeah. For somebody else. Like, don't do yeah. that. It's just, it's just not like good karma. Well, I'm not saying say karma. It's not like anything bad's going to happen, but just if you're thinking about doing that, I would, unless you have like kids or something that you kind of want to, but I'd rather have you teach them this practice. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay, let's close our eyes and just take a breath. Imagine a white, like I'd rather have you teach them how to do it than you trying to do it for them. So even, but if your kid is an infant, I mean, I get it, but you know what I mean? So yeah. So th- that would be my one thing. And the second thing I want to say is, um, speaking like projecting things that seems to be like a theme that I'm noticing a lot with clients in sessions leading up to the holidays this year, which is, uh, as people are like maybe getting together for the first time in a couple years or more people are joining, it just feels like people have been in their little bubbles and kind of isolated and have made up, not made up, but like come up with stories or things either about themselves or others. And now they're finally getting a chance to speak it, but you do not need to take on anything that doesn't feel like truth for you. 
So what I mean by that is, you know, I've had some people say like, well, they said, I'm always like, blah, blah, blah. And I need to be more like this. And I was like, does that feel like truth? And my client was like, no. I'm like, that's their truth that they're projecting onto you. You do not need to take this on. So I do feel like this, there's a lot of like discernment that I would caution people on for this holiday of like discerning, like whether you actually need to take something that someone's saying as truth, or is this really something that they're probably struggling with and that they're um, speaking at from their like wound versus actually speaking a truth. Krista from like the it's 30 podcast just posted this, which made me, it was funny. Cause I was already talking about this with clients. Then she posted it and I was like, Oh, we have to talk about it on the podcast. Um, and I shared it in my stories, which I can do again, but it's essentially that when people say they're speaking their truth and then you feel like offended, or you're triggered by it. That wasn't their truth. That was them speaking from a wound or a traumatic event or projecting a fear and yeah, I guess you could say that those are also truth, but truth in and of themselves should really be more neutral. If you're talking about a true truth, it shouldn't be something that feels upsetting or triggering or stressful or makes you upset or that, like that wasn't really a truth. That was, that was probably a limiting belief, fear, whatever. Right. So just keep an eye out for that. Cause it's been a little bit of a theme leading up to the holidays. I have a feeling it's going to continue through the next six weeks or so through the holidays. Um, that's interesting too. Cause there was a video I was watching and it's, I feel like it's a theme that I keep seeing from like psychologists recently where mm. it's like the, the best thing you can do to like be happy or like unbothered, or I'm trying to think of like the correct term for it, like for yourself is never take anything personally that somebody else does or says, because it's coming from number one, their own reality. And we all live in different realities. Um, and number two, like you're saying, don't take anything personally in the sense of like, this isn't the term they're using, but basically like speaking your truth or how they see something or, um, because it's based in their own reality. It's not based in your reality. Like all you can do is live and enjoy your reality. So that I like that. That's really interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, I don't know why this year feels like that's coming up more than in years past, but it does feel that way. Yeah. Um, so I, that's my little like heads up for the, uh, community here to watch out for that. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Is there anything else that you've been like picking up on energetically or that you like, I guess people need to know going even outside of the holidays, just into like the, this winter season. I mean the big, it's kind of like an underlying theme that is, mm, I don't know what the word is kind of like showing up and here and there is kind of around truth. Like is, are the things that you're wanting in life really making you happy or is it just, has it been so deeply rooted and ingrained that this should make you happy, that you're still pursuing it, thinking it's something that you want when it's not actually something that your soul wants. Yeah, definitely a tough question to ask, but one that needs to happen. And then just returning to nature is the other piece of it. Like we cannot, I think I've posted this on Instagram, but we cannot be separate from nature and expect to be connected with ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. 
it's it, it's just, it's not gonna work like we yeah. and I'm not saying you need to go move to like the middle of the forest but I am saying like you know are you honoring your own cycles and by nature I mean not just like trees but I'm like a nature of your body like are you honoring your own cycles are you taking time for sleep and rest are you you know that's nature we need time for rest it, it yeah. just, you know that so you cannot be separate from nature physically or nature within yourself and expect to be connected with yourself and others. And if you're craving relationships or craving a deeper connection with others, I would first look to nature and then also your own nature, like your body of like, how are you perhaps rejecting that or working against that and getting back into alignment with uh, one or both of those things. It's interesting too, right now that that's coming up as like a theme or like energetically as a theme, because I, in the media, like what I keep seeing, I feel like for the last like month or so is all of these like crazy things that just go completely like against that. Like, for example, like how coders at Twitter are like sleeping on the office floor at night to like, you know what I mean? Like that type of shit where it's just like, so against like our own bodies, like how we're supposed to live, what we need just as human beings. Um, and I, like, I don't know if we're just going to hit a breaking point and it's going to get better. Or it's going to get worse or like what, but like, it's interesting to hear you say that. Cause I feel like I just keep seeing that and people are like, th- there's like these public outcries, but like, I don't know if anything is actually changing, you know, which is sad, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like it's starting to come to a head. So I don't know what that looks like, but I hope um, so. And then the last thing that has been coming up a lot is around love and like relationships and, um, and whether it's, uh, trying to get pregnant, like that type of, you know, baby relationship or meeting your love of your life or whatever friendships, but, um, it keeps coming up that if you're not willing to, risk being hurt, then you're not going to meet your person, baby. What like it's like you have to be willing to put yourself on the line and risk it, risk it all in order for these things to come in that you're really wanting. If you're trying to protect yourself or do things in a way that's like guaranteed, which there are no guarantees, then you're kind of not doing yourself a service because it's the things that we're like being leveled up to this year or being and into next year or being asked of us require like a full faith effort of like, all right, if it doesn't work out, it's going to suck. I'm going to hurt, but I'm going to figure it out. And I'm willing to take that risk because that's how bad I want this thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think some people are going into stuff like wanting a guarantee, wanting the forever thing or, you know, or having a fear around like, well, what if that, what if this, what if that? And it's, it's, you can't control everything. You just can't. We right. have to be willing to like take those risks and be open in order to like receive the things that are meant for us. Yeah. Takes practice over time. Yeah. To accept that. Um, yeah. Is there anything else, I guess, in this realm that we should touch on? I feel like this was a good crash course in dealing with others. Number one, oh. you're at the holiday, but also number two, kind of what we can expect and what's like, I feel like I picked up so much stuff just listening to you. <laughs> I honestly haven't, maybe the next episode, I honestly haven't done a lot of like channeling for the hot, like for next year or like into the future just yet. 
So I don't know if I have any like major, like big insights, but yeah, next time I would just say, yeah, we can do it more next time. I would just say, I think we gave people lots of food for thought. For the holidays. Oh my God. Yeah. Even outside of the holidays. I mean, it's a lot. To and outside of the holidays, truth. Yeah. you know, it's a lot of like, yeah, I don't want to say hard truths, but like truths that need time to be digested. So yeah, anyone listening, take your time, digest. I'm going to work on yeah. this shit too. We're all going to work on it together and then we'll reconvene. <laughs> well, I'll get back. We'll touch back after the, after Thanksgiving and make sure we've all survived. Yeah. And we'll, all, we'll all practice speeding up time, slowing down time. Yes. 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 We can do that too. We and can I'll do that too. Let yeah. us know how it goes. Yeah. If you if do it, like, um, send us a DM, please. Yes. Send us a DM. If you've done it, let us know how it works. It's, it's fun. It's a fun, I don't know. I used to do, actually, I used to do a lot more of it. Now I, I haven't done as much, but I'm a little more in flow now where I feel like I don't need to, I guess I would say that too, like. I used to do all this stuff a lot when I was in my corporate gig and like couldn't get things done, but that's because my energy wasn't aligned with it. Right. Like it was like harder. So I was like constantly trying to manipulate time to get things done. Now I'm just like more in the flow and I just don't really need to like worry about that. So. Well, that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. So take it. Yeah. Well, all right, guys, good luck with Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Turkey day. If you celebrate and if you're like me, You'll have Thanksgiving and then around 11 o'clock at night, you'll be in your kitchen making a leftover sandwich, which in my opinion is one of the best parts of Thanksgiving. So yeah, the leftovers are the best. They're so good on a good piece of like, which I normally do not eat like just regular white bread, but like a good, like leftover turkey and cranberry sandwich on like some white bread, Ugh, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. So good. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.